Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. Hope you're having a great day. A lot to get to, but real quick, don't forget to hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. And today's episode is presented to you by Superbook Sports Colorado. Like I said, a lot of great headlines I can't wait to dive into. I do want to bring this up because I'm quite certain you can relate on some level. You're one of these two people, okay? I'm watching the Netflix special Sledgehammer. It's a Tom Segura comedy special. Hilarious, right? My wife is saying goodnight to the kids, and I'm upstairs like, yeah, this is great. Love Tom Segura. Hilarious, right? I'm about 20 minutes into it. Then my wife comes up. I've been having a great time all by myself up there, okay? Just, just Tom and I, right? And my wife sits down. She's laughing as she, you know, gets settled in. She's all, turn up the volume, okay? And I'm like, wow, usually my wife hates stand-up comedy for whatever fucking reason. Loves watching comedy shows, but for whatever reason hates comedy, stand-up comedy. That's her weirdness, okay? It's not why I married her. <laughs> it's one of her flaws, okay? <laughs> so I'm sitting there for about 10 additional minutes as my wife is somewhat watching the special with me because every time I'd look over after a good joke happens, I'd look at her to see her reaction and she's just, she's just kind of chuckling along, (laughs) but she's scrolling through social media, TikTok or whatever bullshit that she was watching. Okay. And she's laughing. She's laughing. Then all of a sudden, She blindsides me with this shit. She says, this just isn't that funny. Can we watch something else? How about the silo on Apple? I'm like, you're not even watching this. How can you say it's not funny? Which, by the way, you've been laughing. She says, "Mm, no, it's just not that funny. Oh, my God. What the hell is wrong with you people? You can't say something's good or bad if you're not fully invested in it. Put your phone down and then give me an honest review. Then I would be like, okay, that being said, you're chuckling. You're chuckling. Just imagine how good it would be if you actually gave it full attention. You're somewhat listening while you're scrolling through social media and you're still somewhat laughing. And then she does this. She's I haven't heard you laugh in like 10 minutes. I was like, that's that's a lie. That's a lie. (laughs) Caught you red handed. Liar. I was laughing. She just assumes that I'm supposed to be for 10 minutes. It's supposed to be 10 minutes of laughter. That's not really how comedy works. And also, I don't need to be bursting out into laughter every single time I hear something funny. I don't have to do that. Oh, my God. (laughs) Does that happen to you? Are you the one that causes this chaos by going, "Eh, I'm not even watching it, but this isn't funny. This isn't a good movie. The plot sucks. But what? Huh? That being said, my wife is usually people can't multitask. In her defense, she's pretty fucking good at it. Because she can do that, and it drives me nuts. I hate watching movies sometimes with my wife. Because I sometimes I have to block, I have to like put blinders on like they do for fucking horses so they don't get distracted by random shit around them. That's what I have to do sometimes when I watch a movie with my wife because she's sitting there playing on her phone 
And I'm like, I just want to watch the fucking movie and not get distracted by her hand constantly moving up or her just all of a sudden playing sound from a stupid <laughs> social media uh, video. All of a sudden you're like, and that's why you can't rub buttercream on your testicles. And I'm like, what? No, I'm trying to watch this movie. How am I going to know if Optimus Prime lives or dies when I hear some guy talking about rubbing buttercream on his nipples and testicles? She's never watched a video saying that, but that's just first thing that popped in my head. So that's always frustrating to me. It's really hard. I, that, I can't be the only one that has to deal with that garbage. It's funny. I love my wife to death. But what's crazy going back to that is she can do that and she could be sit, sitting there for the whole like two hours watching a movie. And she's also sifting through social media. And she can actually give you a good synopsis of what the fucking movie was. Like that doesn't make sense. But then it also makes me go, Jesus Christ. If you put your phone down, you could be an amazing uh, critic. Because imagine what she could absorb if she gave it full attention. Wow, that's amazing. I'm just saying she's wasting her potential. She could be some asshole critic. She just go under a, you know, an alias and then, you know, review movies. She doesn't want to do that. She has no interest in it. But just imagine what she could absorb on as far as plot lines and plot holes and shit like that. But she can sit there and recap you a movie, but she's also multitasking looking at stupid shit on the internet. Drives me fucking nuts. <laughs> Drives me fucking nuts. But anyway, so then, uh, you know, I lost that battle. Not going to deny it. So I'm like, fine, let's switch over to that Apple show, The Silo, which is a good show. But every single time we turn on that show, it's a it's a drama, right? I'm not a huge fan of dramas, but this is good. It's sci-fi-ish. I can accept that. I'm willing to watch it. But I always giggle. Because I'm a huge fan of the Broken Lizard guys. They're the ones that do Beer Fest. They're the ones that do Super Troopers, Tacoma FD. Which, by the way, I think I said this recently. Tacoma FD, one of the funniest fucking shows on television. It's on, like, True TV. Those guys are hilarious. Comedy geniuses. Every single one of them. And they all just, I don't know, they're just all good. Anyway... She loves that show, but refuses to watch Super Troopers or Beer Fest. Doesn't make fucking sense to me. Doesn't make sense to me at all. Anyway, every time I tune into this show, The Silo, which is a sci-fi drama, I always have to giggle because I always think of the movie Beer Fest in this scene. Jeez, pull it together. You're acting a little crazy here. Your wife didn't think I was crazy when I double teamed her with Silo Johnson. That's right. Direction. Never knew it was a three-way, did you? With the silo? Yeah. Let me tell you something. He wasn't storing corn in that thing. Son of a bitch. He wasn't storing corn in that thing. Oh my god. Ooh, we gotta use this as a soundbite every now and then, right? Oh, oh it's a double team. Yeah. That's a great movie if you haven't seen it. It's it's just great. It's hilarious. And so is Super Troopers. Love those. Love those movies. I tried to tell my wife. I was like, Rob Lowe is in the second Super Troopers. Nah. She won't watch it because 
I told her it's funny. If she stumbled upon it her on her own, she'd be watching it and telling me how great it is. And we probably watch it all the time. She doesn't want to watch it for spite. Is that is that am I using that accurately? She doesn't want to watch it because she doesn't want um, oh, it's because I'm mansplaining comedy. That's what it is. It's mansplaining. You're going to want to watch this. It's funny. Oh, don't tell me what's funny. Do you think just because I'm a woman, I don't know what comedy is? Is that the case? Fuck you. I'm a woman. Hear me roar. No. (laughs) Fuck it. But if she says that, you got to watch it. It's funny. And if I go, whoa, whoa, what are you women splaining? Woman splaining what comedy is? Oh, just because I'm a man, I don't know what comedy is. Oh, here we go again. Here we go. (laughs) She's going to listen to that and go, you're a fucking asshole. It's true. I am an asshole. (laughs) All right. You know what we need to do right now? Let's jump into those headlines. Let's go. Let's go. And now, here are the headlines. (laughs) A Colorado man was cited for illegally landing a helicopter nearing uh, right near a lakeshore inside of the Grand Teton National Park. And I have to bring this up because a lot of people don't know this. And you can walk away from this episode with this bit of knowledge. What does Grand Teton mean? It means large teat or large nipple in French. You're welcome. So as this helicopter is going, this helicopter pilot's like, I need to score with my lady. What better place to go than the Big Old Titties National Park? Ha <laughs> ha! That's actually true, though. It is. It does mean large teat or large tit. I don't remember who told me that, but then as I saw this story, I was like, I need to Google this just to make sure. And sure as shit, I don't speak French. I can talk about crepes and uh, maybe some French toast, but who wants to go to the Grand Teton? See some big old titties. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Peter Smith of Gunnison is accused of landing the helicopter at uh, Moran Bay on the west shore of Jackson Lake back in June of... Uh, late June of this year, 2023. So the re- the Rangers saw this was happening. So they responded by boat thinking maybe the guys having helicopter problems. But no, what they found was Smith and a companion were picnicking. Dude was trying to get some stank on his hang down. <laughs> Let's be honest. Am I right? Am I right? Anybody? No, no. <laughs> Oh, my God. How this guy's in a lot of fucking trouble. A lot of trouble. But the first thing that popped in my head when they say that that they found that they were having a picnic was that scene from Armageddon with, who's it, Liv Tyler and Ben Affleck. Great movie. Doesn't make much sense. And I believe Ben Affleck confronted, I think it was Michael Bay, whoever made that movie, about the fact that they're saying that Let's get it's easier to train oil drillers to 
go up into space and land on an asteroid than it is to have uh, astronauts be trained as oil <laughs> oil drillers. And the guy, the director, whoever was just like, shut up, Ben. And he's like, okay, whatever. I'm getting paid. <laughs> but it reminds me, like, could you imagine you're, you're the Rangers? You're like, you're thinking that you're going to walk up on some tragedy or, you know, you got to go help out. Maybe the, the helicopter ran out of gas or something like that. Whatever it is, medical emergencies. Guys, let's be ready for anything. We don't know once we hit that shore what we're going to see. Then all of a sudden they walk up and you see the guy uh, laying on his stomach and the lady's laying on her back on a picnic blanket and he has animal crackers and he's like, like gazelle could go north to the luscious mountain peaks or down south to the bushlands, a.k.a. the vagina. And they're like, excuse me, sir. <laughs> excuse me, sir. That, By the way, I just paraphrased that movie. I'm not sure exactly if that's how it, he says it. <laughs> the luscious bushlands, also known as the vagina. <laughs> I like how I say vagina. In an Australian accent. Hey guys, how's it going? Anybody seen any good vagina lately? Might be seen a penis? <laughs> anyway, that's penis humor and dick jokes. You're welcome. What do you think you're tuning into an uncensored podcast that's mature? No! Pish posh. That's ridiculous. Get that rubbish out of here. Anyway, Smith, who is the owner of West Elk Air in Gunnison, was charged with two violations of operating or using aircraft on lands or waters other than at locations designated uh, to special regulations and use of aircraft shall be in accordance with regulations of the FAA. The National Park Service said each violation is a Class B misdemeanor that could include a $5,000 fine and or six months in jail. Now, eh, you know what? He's probably not in that much trouble. Let's be honest. That's not that big of a deal. Most likely, he's not going to get jail time. Dude, people commit some horrific things, and then they go to jail for like a day, then they're gone. It's ridiculous. And they're probably... $5,000, maybe he gets $10,000 fine if they if they say that it's two violations, whatever. That's not that big of a deal. It is and it isn't. For me, that'd be horrific. I'd be like, I don't know how the fuck I'm going to pay this shit. But for him, he's probably able to pay it. And it, it, I don't know. It's probably not as big of a deal. But that being said, it's hilarious. And I would love to find out, we're, we're, you know, were you trying to get some, you know, some lady juice. I don't know. I don't know why I said lady juice. I apologize. My brain brain froze up. Didn't know what to say. Maybe it was a dude and him hanging out. Be like, you're looking, trying to get some wang? I don't know. Don't know. But all I know is maybe don't break the rules like that. <laughs> if you want to. I hope he ended up getting laid after that. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Like this is really a big news story. Maybe we should just bang to you know regroup our thoughts. I don't know. Taos, New Mexico. I don't know if that's how you say Taos. Taos, New Mexico. The county sheriff's office offered safety tips on social media. 
for campers in the area due to a Bigfoot warning. Yeah, listen, I don't like talking about Bigfoot because I think it's bullshit, but who fucking knows? Who fucking knows? We talked about it the other day where they're actually doing some DNA testing in legitimate because apparently they've never actually done legitimate with a legitimate DNA analysis until now, which is absurd. Of course, I'm sure that that's all. Um, yeah, although I could see somebody go, let's just submit this hair via 23andMe. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know if that qualifies as a DNA test. Anyway, so they're doing some legitimate tests. We should find out here in a couple days, if not a week or so, on what their alleged findings are. But anyway, the the county sheriff said, Tips are the do's and don'ts if you happen to encounter a Bigfoot. The warning states that the species are coming down from the high country to the Kern River to hunt for fish and vegetation. If you happen to see one, here's what they're saying to do. The do's. Go about your business. Pretend like there's nothing there. Take photos documenting the event. Okay? And don't be all shaky with it. Be like, oh, 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 oh. Because guess what? Nobody's going to believe you then. You're just going to have some shitty video. Take your time. Do landscape, not vertical. That way we get some sweet-ass imagery, okay? And you don't have to move the camera as much if it's horizontal screen. That means lengthwise. It goes right to left, your camera, not up and down. Just a little tidbit. You're not posting this. You don't need to worry about posting this on your stories on Instagram or whatever on your right. Okay. The don'ts don't run toward it. <laughs> ah, big fight. What are you going to do? If you encounter it, you're going to be the first person to have it documented that your head gets ripped off by a Bigfoot. Oh, that was Greg. Yeah. Greg. How'd he die? Well, he, he, he saw a Bigfoot. He found one. Yeah. It's on video, right? Uh, problem is, is he ran right towards it, screaming America, <laughs> that it ripped its head off. America! <laughs> also, don't run away from Bigfoot. Okay. And it says, do not yell, which I just said, probably a bad idea. Do not try to feed Bigfoot. I got a nice Subway sandwich. Here you go. It's the Italian, fully loaded. <laughs> oh, thanks. Oh, my gosh. The sheriff's office also said that species will not enter an on, an on, Jesus, excuse me. The species will not enter an occupied camp or harm people. If the encounter happens, the public has been asked to report it to the closest ranger station. At no point do they say they're joking. That's what's bizarre to me. But, hey, hey, if you see one, if you see something, say something. There you go. Oh, my God. That's bizarre. <laughs> I feel like if we're ever going to find out that Big, Bigfoot is, you know, a legitimate thing, it's got to be nowadays, right? We're at the peak of society where we're just super relaxed and shit just kind of, you know, it is what it is. Why not? Just throw in uh, Bigfoot as being real. We allegedly, uh, you know, are encountering aliens on a regular basis. Why the fuck not? Why the fuck not? Speaking of why the fuck not, the lottery is, the Powerball is tonight. 
as I record this. And it's up to $900 million, which would be insane to, to, uh, to win. Which, by the way, every time I see, say, a news outlet post that, hey, the Powerball is tonight, and it's blank amount of dollars, like this, this case, $900 million. There's always the negative Nancys that are like, yeah, too bad the government takes 50% or blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but guess what? They take 50% of $900 million. You got you to gotta know that when you play the lottery, that just because it's $900 million means that you're going to take roughly half of that home. Okay? Still a lot of fucking money. Right? I'll be like, yeah, I'll take $450 million. No fucking problem. Oh, my God. People are so negative about it. You're still going to be a rich motherfucker. Now, that being said, there's a lot that goes into the lottery, and I have a lot of information here that I want to throw at you because I I do think it's interesting when it comes to the lottery because we always think, ah, how cool would that be? In fact, one Lucky Coloradan won a million dollars the other day on Saturday during the Powerball drawing. But there's a lot of pros and cons to winning the lottery. Approximately 70% of lottery winners end up broke within seven years, while 1% go bankrupt every single year. The chance of winning the Powerball lottery is approximately one in 292.2 million, and there's 44 states that participate in it. 32% of winners choose to remain anonymous. On average, the U.S.-based winners spend about $940,000 within the first year after winning. However, some gave away at least $100,000 to charity organizations or to help family members by giving money or buying them homes. That's 70%. Oh, God, that would just drive me nuts if I won. Because everybody would be coming out of the woodwork. Many businesses started by lottery winners fail within three years. That's 80%, as well as an alarming 30% to 55% depending on location, country, surveyed, who continue playing even after becoming millionaires themselves. If you won the lottery, your best bet would be to stay anonymous, assuming your state allows it. Because in all honesty, uh, it seems like a lot of people get fucked over by their friends and family. I, I appreciate the charity thing. I think that's cool. But I know for a fact that... And, and, and I guess we all play that game if you won. Is there is there a certain, you know, family member or friends that you'd just be like, you know what, I, I would love to help them out and just say thanks for what they do and, you know, help help them along the way to, to relieve some stress. I We have that. My wife and I have talked about that. I roll around in my in my head, like, which prostitute would I like to, you know, send their kids through college? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> candy. Okay, candy. Guess what? Today's your lucky day. Here's a big tip. Um, that's a bad joke. <laughs> but you always have that list of people in your head. 
Like, who would I like to help out? And and there there's always going to be those people, people that are genuine and just people that don't take advantage. But what is going to happen is if if people find out you win, you have a target on your back. One from criminals that once they find out where you live, that's why you have to get a bigger house with security. I believe it was Mr. Beast. He tried to live. Once he became successful and started making more money, he wanted to stay humble and live in a just a basic house, a small, you know, everyday Joe Schmo house. But it kept getting broken into, so he had to upgrade to a, a better neighbor, quote-unquote, better neighborhood with more security features, despite the fact that he doesn't want to do that. So you would have to do that. Or unless you're able to stay anonymous and not tell anybody, then you'd be, you know, I think you would be safe. But once that word spread, your friends are going to be hitting you up. You know, you're going to hear sob stories nonstop. Family members be like, oh, God, remember that time I bought you a Slurpee at 7-Eleven? Well, anyway... Now I suck dick for, you know, nachos. <laughs> what? You ever suck dick for nachos? No. <laughs> I haven't. Uh, well, that took a weird turn. But you know that's what's going to happen. And, and that would be frustrating because you would want to help people out, but you can't. And then you have to learn how to invest your money, and there's people that you would have to do a lot of research on how to make sure you invest with the right right people because people are just going to try to scam you. So that's always a, a troubling thing that you have to deal with. Now, here's the thing. If you win the lottery in Colorado, your first name and the first letter of your last name are listed on the state's lottery website. So that's a little bit, you know, of, you know, being anonymous. So it just said Scott D., Right, if you have a very unique first name, you're fucked. And if you win, now in New York, South Dakota, Vermont, Wisconsin, your name and city are made public. That sucks. That sucks. So you're definitely going to have to relocate and deal with that shit. Definitely. Now, here are the states where you can re- remain anonymous. Now, there's other other states, by the way, that they somewhat publish your name and blah, blah, blah. You'd have to just research it on your own if you don't live in those states that I, that I am going to go through. So these ones, you can remain anonymous. Delaware, Kansas, Maryland, Mississippi, Montana, New Jersey, South Carolina, Wyoming. So and then some of these are like you you just have to let them know. You just have to let them know that you want to remain anonymous. Otherwise, they're just going to publish it. So I don't know. What would you do if you won? One, would you want to tell people that you won? Or would you like to keep it secret? Me personally, keep it secret. Because there's just a lot of people that I know that would just try to milk me. And I don't, I'm not a cat. I, I got nip, nipples, Greg. You can milk me. I don't want that to happen. I don't want to be bled dry. 
you win it. Next thing you know, you're bankrupt and you're there's plenty of people that they they win the lottery. Next thing you know, they're they're grinding out life. So that that's the way I would go. I put that out on Twitter and Ramon says, because uh, I said, what would you do if you won? He said, I'd take revenge on those that have wronged me, especially those who don't know it. <laughs> Watch out for Ramon. That motherfucker got your got your number. <laughs> This comes from The Plunger, which I don't think I've ever heard from The Plunger, but he wrote, I assume it's a he, could be a lady. I don't know. Even with that type of money, I would still have a surprise monthly subscription hit and an overdraft on the account. <laughs> right. You're like, how the fuck am I paying overdraft fees? What the fuck? What's happening? Uh, we got more coming your way, but first... We're changing the game, so help your bets stay hot this summer at Superbook Sports, the most trusted name in sports gambling with a direct line to Las Vegas. And right now, when you use the promo code MILEHIGH, you're going to score up to $250 with their first bet bonus. So win or lose, Superbook is going to match your first bet up to $250 with that promo code MILEHIGH. Go ahead and download the Superbook Sports app Enter the promo code MILEHIGH, and you're going to get $250 courtesy of Superbook Sports. Go ahead and visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. And if you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. I like this idea. People in Hong Kong should stare at smokers disapprovingly as part of efforts to create a tobacco-free city the territory's health minister just recently said. I think that's hilarious. Now, here's the thing. I used to smoke. I did for several years. And eventually I got to the point where I realized, one, I don't, I'm not necessarily addicted to the, the smoking. I was addicted to the habit of doing something every single time I got in the car. I was, I was, I was bored, essentially. Instead of like chewing gum or staring at my phone, I would just light a cigarette. And I didn't like what it was doing to my body and the fact that I missed when, you know, somebody would compliment on like, um, you smell good. What is that? What, what, what cologne do you wear? Stuff, simple stuff like that. I, you know, I missed that and I'm like, I, I don't need to be doing that. And plus it's just like, have you ever kissed somebody that smokes? It's gross, especially like if you don't smoke. You're like, oh, my God, that's disgusting. You, you say it's like kissing an ashtray. It is when you don't smoke yourself. So I, I was like, dude, I feel bad for my wife. So, so I, uh, it, it took a little bit, and it took a little bit for me to wrap my mind around what I was actually addicted to, and, it, and I was like, the, these patches don't work. Cause I'm still wanting to s smoke, but I wasn't, it wasn't the nicotine that I was drawn to. It was the boredom and filling the gap of boredom. So I was like, well, what if I tried just chewing regular gum and just have a lot in on hand? And that's what I did. And that's how I, I, I beat it. Not necessarily going to work for you, but it worked for me. And I had to mentally go, I don't need, it was a habit too. Like every time I'd go into the grocery store or convenience store is to buy cigarettes if I was out of them. So I had to just train my brain to say, no, I don't need to do that. And 
praise myself when I would uh, choose not to do it. So anyway, so that's how, that's how I beat it. Not necessarily going to work for you, but that's how I did. So when the this is a, according to the health minister, he said, when the members of the public see uh, people smoking in non-smoking areas, even if no law enforcement officers can show up immediately, we can stare at the smokers. When someone takes out a cigarette at a restaurant, everyone on the premises can stare at that person. I don't believe that that person would dare to hit back at everyone at the restaurant as they are simply staring. (laughs) Professor Lowe said the behavior would help create a non-smoking culture in the city. I like it. Listen, smoking's newsflash, smoking's not good for you. And anybody that smokes knows that. It's not like breaking news. But here's the thing. If, if you smoke, you smoke. I can't stand it now, which is weird. When I sit there and go, 20 years ago, I was smoking like a chimney. But now, like, if I, if I get a whiff of smoke, it just grosses me out. That's me. I don't think you're a horrible person. I just think you're, you're making a mistake. But that's your mistake to make. If you want to do it, that's fine. Don't smoke with kids in the car. That's fucked up. And I think you should get in a lot of trouble for that shit. I see that every now and then. It's like, what are you doing, dude? Take the time. Smoke somewhere else. Secondhand smoke is a thing, you know? In fact, I believe thirdhand smoke is too, where the, the smoke and the chemicals that are left on your, your uh, clothes can actually cause problems, especially for like infants and stuff like that. So just don't smoke, ideally. But I know, I'm, but I'm not mad at you. Mad at you if you do. I just, I just judge you behind your back. <laughs> like, oh, oh, hi, how's it going? Good, good. Oh God, they smell. <laughs> Whatever. It is what it is. Me saying that isn't going to change your mind. If you smoke, you smoke. Whatever. Okay. I mean, you're going to die sooner than me, most most likely. Although you see those people that are like, uh, you know, 90 years old, huffing and puffing on cigarettes, and they're they're doing fine. Who fucking knows? They got a fucking whiskey bottle in the other hand, and they're just like, hey, what's up? What's the secret to life? I don't know. Smoking cigarettes, drinking whiskey, and jacking off in the pool. <laughs> oh, remind me never to go in that pool. Anyway, you know what we need to do right now? Let's j- dive into the <laughs> to the mailbag. Mailbag. You've got mail. <laughs> this comes in from Matt and Lansing, and there's part of me that thinks Matt was drunk when he wrote this, and I'm fine with that. He wrote, hello, Sir DeHuff of the Pale Force. He sent this in, by the way, via DeHuffPodcast at gmail.com. He says, how doth thine day meet that white ass of yours? <laughs> See, see, he sounds drunk or high. Not sure. This isn't really dating advice, but I wanted to tell someone that tonight I was texting with a girl I like. She said, what are you doing? I responded that I was listening to Eagles in my underwear, the band, not the bird. She seemed really disappointed. 
I wasn't just hanging out with a predatory raptor and merely listening to the sweet sounds of Glenn Fry and Don Henley. I still think I got a chance, but it struck me that for a moment that this broad totally imagined me in my skivvies just hanging out with eagles. So that's pretty cool. Thanks, Matt and Lansing. <laughs> that's awesome. Could you imagine, though? Let's be, let's be honest. For a moment in her head, she's like, this dude is a fucking man. Dude, Matt, there's never been a hornier time in her life than when she imagined, even if it was for like a second or two, where she's like, he is just sitting there in his underwear, listening to the sweet sounds of eagles flying by and making weird noises. I have, I have, it is like a, uh, it's just a waterfall down there. Let's just be honest. Oh my God. You should have just gone on with the lie, Matt. (laughs) And then, or just not, just not filled in the gaps. Just let her believe. And then like two years down the line, after you're married, she's like, so why don't you ever hang out with, you know, those eagles anymore? And you're like, excuse me? You know, the eagles, like bald eagles or golden eagles, whatever. I never hear you, uh, you know, you've never taken me to, to, you know, go watch them. You're like, bitch, what are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit, that's right. I forgot about that. Anyway, (laughs) that's so funny. The eagles are good to listen to. I'm trying to remember, like, when my wife and I were dating, she was really into kind of just rock and metal bands, and I was really, at the time, into country. George Strait, Garth Brooks, Kenny Chesney, stuff like that. Like, 90s country. Joe Diffie. Oh, Joe Diffie. Love Joe Diffie. God rest his soul. Uh, and I still listen to some of those, uh, you know, every now and now and then. But what really sealed the deal with my wife to respecting the music I listened to, because I could kind of listen to some of her garbage, but I was listening to, I was a huge, huge Garth Brooks nerd, right? At one point, I had a Garth Brooks watch, Okay. That's when you know you have disposable income is when you spend uh, stupid money on dumb things. And that was a Garth Brooks watch, which I wish I still had. That would be cool. It'd be kind of cool. Wouldn't wear it. Wouldn't wear it, but just be kind of neat to have. But he was part of a tribute album for Kiss, the band Kiss. And he fucking crushed the song Hard luck woman. To the point where I know some KISS fans that are like, yeah, he did a better job than than KISS did on that song, that particular song. And it's fucking good. But it doesn't sound country. It's not country. He literally took the uh, essentially the instrumental from that song and he sang sang it like a like a rocker. And it's fucking good. 
So she didn't believe it at first when she heard it. And she's like, this is good. This is a good song. Who is this? And I'm like, this is Garth Brooks. She didn't believe me. And then she eventually did. And then, and then when Garth Brooks came out with In the Life of Chris Gaines, she loved that as well, which I love too. And if you've never listened to it, you can't critique it. Because side story on that, that was supposed to be a movie. They were trying to be unique with the release. And they're like, since Garth was supposed to star in the movie as Chris Gaines, they were going to release the soundtrack first to be unique and really kind of push that. But then they do it. They release it. It was this big old project, and then it fell through. He was working with Babyface, who is a very famous, uh, I believe, music producer, blah, 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 all this stuff. It fell through. So then he's sitting there with egg on his face because not everybody knew the full story. They're like, ah, he's just going through a midlife crisis. He's having identity issues. And he's like, shit, the album's really fucking good. Really fucking good. Another great set of albums, sorry, as I'm blowing uh, Garth Brooks. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. is that okay, Garth? Do you, can, can you feel it? Jiggle your balls? Okay. <laughs> Don't pop in my eye. Anyway, uh, a great box set is Blame It On My Roots, and it's where Garth, Garth Brooks sings all the songs that he grew up listening to that were influences to him making music and being a great entertainer. So it's really neat. He he covers songs by uh, Queen, Elton John. Uh, 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 God, there's so many. George Strait, it, it, whether it's country, it's metal, or or uh, uh, rock and roll, stuff like that. You got to check it out. There's some really good fucking songs on there. Oh, my God. I love it. Anyway. Ooh, sorry, Garth. Uh, but Jaw's a little tired. I'm going to have to stop. <laughs> hey, by the way, I... I got an email from these guys and, and they're like, Hey, any chance you can give some, some love to this? I'm like, absolutely. If you go to store.bobbleheadhall.com slash product slash split, I'll put this in, in the description. You can buy, you, I think you got to pre-order it first cause they haven't officially released released them but they're really fucking cool have you guys heard of the savannah bananas the minor league baseball team they're fucking fun as shit to watch well you can buy one of their bobbleheads and it's a savannah banana bobblehead it's just cool just one of those things i think i'm gonna get one and i'll put it in my background in my studio because it's really cool but it got me thinking by the way go check that out uh but it got me thinking what do i have to do Bobblehead Hall of Fame to get a the Huff Uncensored bobblehead. What do I have to do? Who do I have to do? Okay. <laughs> Whenever I hang out, let's say I, uh, I I did this, I think, when I met the people at Westward Magazine, and I'm hanging out with Kip Wilson, who got uh, awarded the top influencer in Colorado last year. And I'm talking to him. I, I shared the story with you before, but if you've never heard it, uh, I'm talking to him and I'm like, who does Kip have to sleep with in order for me to get top podcast next year? And they're like, well, that's not how it works. And I'm like, oh my God, it's a joke. But that being said, it's always funny to just nominate somebody else to do the dirty work. 
just use that in your life. Who does he have to fuck in order for me to get a raise? Huh? Huh? <laughs> Try it. See what happens. You might get fired. I don't know. Don't know. Maybe you get a raise. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you for supporting the podcast. I truly appreciate it. And what's cool is when I look at where people listen to this podcast, it's not just Denver and the surrounding areas. It's all throughout Colorado, and it's all throughout the United States, and it's actually throughout the entire world, and I appreciate it. We got people listening up in Ireland. We have people listening over in the Middle East, in Afghanistan, so I assume that those are soldiers and stuff like that, so I appreciate you guys and, uh, you know, the service that you provide to this great country, people down in Australia, that's probably just my brother. <laughs> but, but you know what I'm saying? There's people all over this world that listen, and you guys are amazing. And, and I can't say that enough. Enough. So thanks for supporting me. One thing you can do, if, you, if you're able, is go to the Huff Podcast on Facebook. And if you're able... If you really want to support the podcast, other than listening, if you're able to do it, I'm not saying do it, but what you could do is there's stars. If you say uh, send stars to the Huff Uncensored podcast, and you can send me some stars. And what it does, it, it goes into my account financially, and uh, it helps keep this thing moving forward. I appreciate it. I'm not saying you have to do it, but if you want to do it, that's great. And, and it goes to me 100%. Um, so thank you guys so much for listening. If you haven't done it, subscribe. If you can give it a nice review, wherever you're listening. Thanks so much to Superbook Sports Colorado. It's to Huff Uncensored. Let's keep moving forward. Hopefully you laughed in this episode. I'll talk to you next time.